The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Little radio loose, not my, not to my liking. Thank you, Alliance. Uh, beautiful Monday, another uh, great week ahead of us here in Paradise. We have it. Some guy just emailed me. Said, "Be careful, Holmberg. I cleaned the garage once. <laughs> Cost me eight hundred thousand dollars." I'm like, huh? He uh. Went into the garage and he told her before, if it's in the garage and it hasn't been used, I'm throwing it out. And he threw out a bunch of her stuff. And she said, I didn't think you meant that. He's like, he threw a bunch of meaningful childhood memories. And he went through it. He's like, look, I warned you, you go through it first. She wouldn't go out there. Tossed it. Uh, big fight. Next thing you know, buying my own house. I'm uh, selling things. I'm divorced. Everything else. Garage. The garage can end you. The garage is the purgatory of house. Part of the house was not part of the house. Stuff ends up there. All kind of gets lost in that in-between of do we want it or do we not want it. This dude got divorced over it. Hey, nice job. You did all right for yourself. You're splitting. You got 800 grand out the door off your divorce. It means you did all right. You got killed, too. Cordell and Cordell. I swear to God, that'll end it all. It'll be the over. It's the garage. Oh, that garage. <laughs> Because you just wonder why. Why does it keep happening? Uh, it is time to talk about the thing that everybody's going to be talking about for at least 10 hours. Brittany Griner. Oh, my goodness. Jesus. A warm welcome back. Oh, was it ever. Now, a uh, big problem before that was that the, uh, the girl sons played in Los Angeles earlier in the week. And their coach, after a 20-point loss, her biggest concern was, how come this wasn't a sellout? Brittany Griner's here. How come we didn't sell out? I mean, I don't understand. I'm like, you lost by 20. I know. But the the road team should have all shown up. You lost by 20. I, but why wasn't this game a sellout? Didn't you see? We have celebrity Brittany Griner. So her priorities are garbage. Uh, last night they lost, or yesterday, they lost again here at home. Uh, and their priority was make sure. And Brittany, terrible job. Going on, they're going, man, what a day, what a day. It was just so meaningful and so wonderful. You lost. We went out there, and, you know, it just felt good. I put 27 up, and uh, that introduction for me was incredible. The crowd was super loud. That was incredible. You lost. The Does anybody want to get to the brass tacks of sports here? You guys keep talking about how you're a sport and how you're a team. You, you're 0-2, and you f- suck. Quit talking about how Britney's back. Nobody cares. And guess what? It's going to get even worse. Because the next game, now that the novelty of Brittany being back is off, you're going to see that 14,000 people yesterday at Footprint Center drop down to, again, to maybe about seven. 
and then get down to your average again, which is around 3,000 folks. Because you know why? No one wants to watch you play basketball. They were there for the novelty of it all. They were there for Wycliffe. They were there to see how the Britney thing got handled. And to their credit, evidently did a nice job handling it. The introduction looked incredible. Uh, they had a big, you know, billboard thing and a, a movie and the screen was rolling, all this stuff. And there's Britney. She's back. And everybody went nuts like, oh, our conquering hero has returned. And then everybody has to remember, oh, yeah, she got arrested for all the right reasons. We're celebrating an idiot who was punished a little bit unjustly by a country whose rules we don't control. I don't get the celebration. But what I do love is that the WNBA is pinning their hopes on her being an attraction from city to city, despite the basketball still sucking royally and horribly. The celebration, John, is she's standing for the anthem now. That was a big thing, too. She said, well, and you know what? She's back. I give good. I give grace to her for yeah. that because she had her views before. Life throws you curveballs, knocked her all over this earth, literally. And she came back and said, I need to appreciate this place more. So whatever lesson it took for her to learn that, I'm in. I will give her her transgressions in the past with what I disagree yeah. with. She had every right to not stand for the anthem before. I thought she was a fool to not do it. In this nation where, you know, and frankly, her lifestyle gets her thrown in jail in a ton of countries all over the world. Her lifestyle gets her in big trouble, uh, maybe even killed in some places. And she had the nerve to say that America is a problem. Okay. You have that right. But now she stands for the anthem because she recognized, oh, my God. I need to really kind of hold on to this place. This is a pretty awesome patch of land we got here. But there, you lost two games. Could you imagine Michael Jordan was imprisoned? Michael Jordan's dad died. He comes back and plays two games. People are going to be like, you know, you lost really badly by 20 points. Wasn't that awesome? He wouldn't be sitting there going, this was great. This was just great. You know? He would say a thank you. Briefly like, thank yeah, you, Yeah, I, I appreciate everybody's support in the matter, but the problem is we got shellacked out there tonight. We got a lot to work on. And they didn't do that. No, they just, and there were tears and weepy and weepy uh, sports guys on the news We last didn't give night. you guys what you paid for. Yeah, yeah, you guys showed up. Well, yeah, they did because they paid to watch her get introduced. They didn't care about basketball. I guess so. No one cares about WNBA basketball. But the coach after the thing, mad. How is this not a sellout? Seriously, Los Angeles, how is this not a sellout? How is this not a sellout? I don't know. You know what you're promoting is girls' basketball. No one's ever liked that. You've had 25 years of proof of that. So now there's going to be, I can predict it, even more of an uproar that they're trying. This was worse to me. What they're doing in the WNBA is borderline, you know, street uh, crack dealer stuff. It's dirty. It's hookery. Is that they're saying, ooh, it's the Pat Tillman thing with Donald Rumsfeld. We got a chance to sell this tragic situation and make people follow us. Keep that momentum rolling, We got a chance to use Britney Griner and act like everybody should be emotional or you're anti-American. If you don't go to a WNBA game or support the team or the league because the coach was admonishing the road team's crowd for not selling out. Yeah, I mean, I can understand where the coach is coming from. You got Brittany who's did what she did and served <laughs> her time. Right. That's right. And then you got the GOAT, <laughs> Diana Taurasi. She's out there doing whatever she does. 
Well, you know, if they could just get the whole team arrested and jailed for a year, maybe everybody would go back and be really happy about it. I mean, I was watching sports this morning, and that Richard guy on, on Fox 10, he, he basically he only knew Tarasi and, uh, and Brittany's name. Everything yeah. else was, and the guard threw it over to <laughs> Diana Taurasi, who made a three, and then the blonde broad. I the mean, it was blonde. like, yeah. Yeah. I just don't think, I don't think it's kosher to sell this situation as your greatest achievement as a sport, because that's what they're doing. This is the best thing you've got as a franchise. This is the best thing you've got to put out there to say, isn't this awesome? Aren't the Mercury awesome? No. You know, it was really awesome. When we had that arms dealer in jail, that was pretty great. I really enjoyed that part of the deal. Oh, wait, we gave that up. So she could go 27-9 and nine against the Sparks. The who? The Sparks, Brady. They're a Los Angeles team. And L.A., how dare you not sell out and fill the Crypto.com arena to watch a, a drug possession convict go out there and play some basketball. How dare you? Second chance. How dare you not? How dare you not step over all those people sleeping in the streets of Los Angeles with the uh, drug problem to go see a convicted drug uh, possession person? How dare you? Get your priorities straight. Get it right. Get it right, Brett. What's wrong with these people? We have a convicted drug peddler on the court with us, and she was in jail for nine months. Now step over some homeless people, Los Angeles. Get your ass down there and know what's right. We have our fingers on the pulse of what the people want, and we know it's not basketball, so it's criminal behavior. Brittany Griner should be, you know what, patted on the back and said, I'm sorry you've been through this. That had to be horrible. Just horrible. I hope you learned your lesson because you were pretty stupid. This shouldn't be a celebration of anything. At all. Other than an American is home. And that is a pat on the back and one one thing going, hey, you went through hell. You got a hell of a book coming up. I'm sure you're going to make a ton of money on the movie. You were an idiot. And the book better be called I Was an Idiot. Because you were an idiot. But boy, are we whitewashing this thing. It has turned into something completely different. The news, the team telling us as citizens we're bad people for not selling out the arena to go watch her. How about it's just good that she's back here and free? How about that? How about you win a game? How about you put a product on the floor that's worth watching rather than the... And if you noticed, Miss Nygaard, Coach Nygaard, that the entire press afterwards had no interest in your basketball game. They just wanted to talk to Brittany about how she felt. It was about emotions and feelings, and they were all too accommodating. I mean, everything aside, it's it's obvious that if that isn't going to sell tickets... Nothing is going to sell tickets to the WNBA. It is what it is. Exactly. If you can't sell out with this soap opera that you're selling back, you're pushing it on us. Big pictures of Britney, like the BG42, We, you know, all that selling T-shirts. She's home. You got no product on your hands. I like the WNBA better before. When they at least admitted they were just trying to sell us basketball. Now they're taking this thing and trying to make it about that. I want a, I want a group of people to be honest about what happened. How come there's not a ton of me's out there saying, yeah, I'm glad she's home. You know, she was a moron, right? You know, she was the dumbest person alive. And the bigger part of the story everybody keeps forgetting is that Brittany told three different stories when she got caught. 
I didn't know I had that. I didn't know that was in there. Oh, uh, uh, I didn't know it was illegal. Oh, uh, I, I need it for med. It's my medical stuff. I'm like, wait a minute. You did, two days ago, you said you didn't even know you had it, and now it's a daily necessity that you must have to take care of your knees. You're a liar. And I'd have been lying, too. Yeah. I'd have been telling all the tales Russia needed to hear. Like, what, what? no, it's for med. I would have told every story there was. Because I screwed up, and I'm trying to get out of this pickle. But don't go yelling at us, Diana, or whatever your name is, Miss Nygaard, that it's our fault, you know, that nobody went and saw it. I remember when the girls' soccer, remember when they had that big game and the girl ripped her shirt off in like 2000 or 99 or whatever it was, and they won, and they're like, I remember at the interview after and said, well, you're not going to be able to keep kids out of the, off the pitch now. Girls' soccer is going to be here to stay in the United States. We're going to have leagues. We're going to do this. They started a league eight months later with the same people. And it folded before the year was out. One Start year. out strong. No, it was a couple games. Yeah. Like, yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, we hate uh, America hates this game if it's not like with American flags attached. Product it just didn't hold up. We only like it when it's patriotic. We don't want to watch Kansas City FC versus Austin Power. <laughs> we just don't. We don't care. It's just not a thing we do. Put a flag on it and we'll watch anything. Uh, that's a good point. Corey says, John, are you allowed to call this situation whitewashing? I think you've done something wrong, and I don't know what. Yeah, you might be right, Corey. Whitewashing this might be the poor choice of words. But this Griner thing, it took a little pause, and now it's back like, uh, you know, like she was lost at sea or something, or she was injured in a, you know, saving kittens and children from a burning house. It, it, no, she's not a hero. She's absolutely not a hero. And two things can be true at once. I'm glad she's home. I'm glad the ordeal is over. She's not a hero. This is not an act to be celebrated. This is nothing. She screwed up. If anything, she's a cautionary tale of not to be, how not to be the dumbest person on the planet if you're traveling abroad. Arizona's most funniest morning show. Yeah, exactly. Morning sickness. I'm listening because I want to. Morning KUPD. Holmberg's morning sickness. Anyway, I'm off my soapbox about Britney. I hate the WNBA, but I didn't realize I could hate them more. I didn't realize they could step on my toes harder with their lies and their crap. I thought it was enough as I watched the NBA playoffs that I got to sit and watch WNBA players act like they can keep up with NBA players. The Steph Curry and the girl he's in the... And then all the other ones that are like in the NBA thing and they're blocking guys' shots or making guys go, Oh, she's too good. That one, you know, Sue Bird one where she's flashing her championship rings and Steph Curry's got his four and she's got six because she's got two from college. And I'm, I'm just like, take one off, pawn it. They're worth five times more than all six of her rings combined. You're not even. Stop pretending. A little aside, there's a program on Netflix. That it's this guy that has the largest auction company. Golden is his last name. Mm-hmm. It's a produced show, but he... Sells all the sports memorabilia. The reason why he's so effective is he, his reach, his platform is worldwide. Huge. There, I've I've seen like three or four episodes, and not one WNBA <laughs> product has been a big uh, sell. even not rookie card. <laughs> rookie card? They have cards? I don't know. Do yeah. I imagine that the WNBA cards, if they're sold to anyone, the faces get rubbed off. 
pretty fast as the ladies use them to fiddle their beans. There's no other way to, no other use for it. No. What happened to your Diana Taurasi card? Well, you know, I rubbed it off against the moist area and her face faded away. <laughs> it's like Michael J. Fox. You got to bring her back to the future. Quit rubbing your cards on your junk. It's just, it's ridiculous. But as a lady just emailed me and said, I hate that I agree with you so much about this. I want to try to support them, but I can't. <laughs> now they have them. The cards? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. $25,000? For what? I don't know. That's a, it's a Dinah Rossi card, too. Does it come with the Chicago Bulls ring? <laughs> well, oh, it's got to be some special edition with their autograph and oh, stuff. Oh, it's like, like a that. one. Yeah, like it's still not worth twenty five grand. I think there's a reason that's still for sale. Yeah, but you get the how whole set hard through. would you laugh if you went into a dude's uh, like sports room and saw that on the wall? You got a Diana Taurasi autograph card? Would you spend on that twenty five grand? It would like the whole the whole. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? You're the dumbest friend I have. <laughs> Without question, the stupidest man I've ever met. Twenty-five grand for any WNBA merch is ridiculous. So those Panini Prism boxes, uh, Prism, Prism. Oh, <laughs> oh, I see what you see. They're at like a hundred twenty-nine. Well, that's a 20, that's a sixteen-dollar one. That's for a five pack. Yeah, but one of them was like one hundred and twenty nine ninety five, and in it are two autographed cards. Okay, still not worth it. Look at what the price of the NBA oh, version billions. Of that. Yeah, but even still, even they overdo it for the NBA guys too. This is like getting a you know two low level baseball players inside of a little cube and trying to sell it for a thousand bucks. Like, why is Mike Bilecki $10,000? You're overdoing it. This is not a thing. I'm not interested. <laughs> Crazy. Anyway. I didn't think. Here's a Google search. Are WNBA cards worth anything? That, that's actually, <laughs> that actually a Google search. Up yeah. number two when you put WNBA cards. Are they worth anything? No. No WNBA card is sold for a five-figure purchase price at auction. Well, if, I hope not. Four figures is pushing it. Yeah, I don't understand any of that. But yeah, I just I hate it. And if I, and sitting there trying to watch that beautiful Sophie Cunningham has done nothing wrong, play a little WNBA ball and just get a win. Get Sophie a win. Quit worrying about Britney's feelings. She put in 19 minutes yesterday. Sophie? Yep. She's got a bum knee. Got to be careful. Three with her boards, right two assists, two points. Yeah, they got to get her. She's got a bum knee right now, Brady. So she's the only one I'm really. I'd buy her card for 10 grand. From her though, would have to. I'd have to. It would be flashing cash. I'm like, oh yeah, I got that. Here you go. Thanks for the card, Sophie. Wow, you seem to be doing all right. Yeah, I'm all right. You know, I got a couple bucks in my pocket. Interesting going on, Garden. <laughs> I'll treat you. But yeah, I just. I. This is not sport. This is the opposite of sport. This is. This is a. You know, this is Special Olympics stuff. When one of them falls down and the rest of them help him up to get him across the line, and nobody really cares about wins and losses. You're not playing a sport. You're having a picnic. She's not a hero. I just, I'll remind you of that constantly. That woman's not a hero. And questionable, the words I used in that also would be, she's not a blank as well, but I can't say that. <laughs> what do you want to do? Uh, Brett, I thought you would enjoy the 
awesome story on Channel 12 last night where an HOA up there in Silverleaf no. was trying to cut down a bunch of sisu trees, and they wouldn't say why. <laughs> we all know why. Your whole neighborhood smells like <laughs> So they have a, a line of them, and they're like, well, it's the, the roots are too aggressive underneath there. They're messing up the sidewalk. It's like, no, they're not. The sidewalk's a fine. Oh, it's messing up. It's going to, though, someday. And what the problem is is in springtime, the sisu tree smells like a porn factory. Oh. And they have some idiot planted a hundred of them down a row of a street. And they're trying to get rid of them. And all the neighbors who don't live nearby are like, they're beautiful. What are you doing? Don't cut those down. HOA's like, we got to cut these down. It, it smells like Father Dale's underpants on Kids Day. <laughs> it, it is just the grossest <laughs> smelling tree of all time. But they've got to cut around. The news, I'm watching the news. And they're like, residents complain of the Sisu tree on a regular basis. I'm like, complain about what? Say it out loud. <laughs> It smells like somebody in my hair all the time. Welcome to Pornhub Acres, where you're <laughs> Silverleaf Pornhub. Wow. They just rename it White Leaf. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're trying to get rid of those sisu trees, and they're blaming the roots. All trees have roots. Never once have I seen a tree that doesn't have a root next to a sidewalk that's not aggressive. We know what it is. Those trees smell like Rico Blaze just uh, made breakfast in your pan, cooking it up. Serving it to you hot. So there's a big debate up there, and I started laughing because I was like, oh, the sisu tree. Brett always brings up the sisu tree. Because it's the most disgusting. It's so recognizable. It, yeah. Like, you know, I don't even have to see it. I'm like, ooh, sisu tree nearby. Or some dude just <laughs> on me, and I didn't see it. Because <laughs> it is gross. We got to where you don't plan them You're anymore. checking the back no. of your shirt. Yeah, um, uh-oh, looks like I've been the pawn. It was a drive-by Take that! Ah! I got sisu'd. Anyway, the sisu trees of Silverleaf. I, I understand your plight. We have one in our neighborhood. One! And if you walk up 18th Street, you know where it is. Like, we're getting close to that sisu tree, aren't we? Oh, and it's May. It's in its hay- It's in its prime. Oh, oh! Now, imagine 40 of them. Oh, oh man. It's like a Lana Rhodes gangbang cleanup style, you know, the last minute where she's just sitting there with her mouth open like a baby bird and every just every dude in the room is finishing up. Someone's hanging the sheets out of the Mustang ranch to dry off. <laughs> exactly. 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 What is that? That stinks. That smells fun. And everybody, I was on a walk once to Richardson's and on there, and I heard people go, that's familiar. I just heard this. They walk by the door. I'm like, <laughs> he doesn't want to tell his wife he knows. It smells like your breath on a Friday. <laughs> Honey, that smells like Rip, Rick, the lamp guy. Anyway, so the Susu trees are getting cut down in silver. I, I find that to be hysterical. I also had quite a, an interesting moment that I have to debate with you guys. A lady stopped me the other day, and I see her frequently. Doesn't know me very well, but knows what I do. I don't know that she's a listener. And she came up to me, and she said something, and I don't know how to handle this. She said, uh, uh, I just wanted to ask you a couple questions about Bell's palsy. I'm like, well, okay. And then she said, uh, the recovery isn't easy. My husband just got diagnosed and is having a really tough time mentally is there anything you can do that makes you feel okay knowing that it's going to get better i would i know 
And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I guess. And I'm, like, she's leaning on me. And then I thought, she thinks I have Bell's palsy. <laughs> is my face especially <laughs> bad today? <laughs> but I didn't want to say anything mean to I her. I mean, you look like you've recovered like I've pretty much. much. You pretty much, most of it came back, I guess. Uh, not all of it. She was asking me questions as a Bell's palsy survivor. Based on my face now. We have, I struggled with this. We've had a couple of bits on palsy. Sure, sure. We've done some palsy stuff that didn't make me an expert. A lot of the jokes I make, Sometimes I don't, I don't research. Make... Well, he must have done a lot of research to know that much. Sure, we've seen palsy. John Heffron had Bell's palsy. And, and he was partially, he was pretty much out of it, but yeah. you could tell. We're both named John. Last name start with H. But I don't think anything else is. I don't think she would easily confuse us. And she's known me for a while, at least asking me about recovery of Bell's palsy. And I think it's based simply on how my face looks now. I look like a Bell's palsy recovering Bell's palsy person. Maybe she did. Maybe she did hear that interview because he talks about, I mean, it was definitely educational. I think she did it based on looking at me. I think she I think looked right. at me right. and said, well, he's at it. I'll go ask him. How do you, how? I mean, how did you type, tighten up that droopiness? Oh, I mean, you, most of it. You get the not, muscles back? But, yeah. And I wanted to say something to her, like, I don't have Bell's palsy. I'm no freak. But how she, close her husband were you answering to answering with palsy? Well, you don't. You now, see, have. that would have been fun. I would have, but again, I was being respectful of the fact that she came up to me and very distraught about her husband's Bell's palsy. And now, I'm the expert. I'm like, wait a second. I'm the. You're like Saint Holmberg over here. I'm what looking around like somebody help me out here. He's he's the neighborhood house. Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I am not the guy you turn to for anything medical unless I've been through. Like I've had people ask me about hip and shoulder surgeries and things like that, and I'll happily answer because clearly you've heard me talk about it or you know. This is a first. Bell's palsy. I don't have Bell's palsy. That's a tough one. That's like asking somebody who's fat when their babies do. I'm not pregnant. Oh, I don't have Bell's palsy. I wanted to tell her that, but I didn't. We should open up a clinic in your backyard. <laughs> palsy sufferers, like palsy therapy, recovery from palsy. Clearly I've made it back most of the way. Well, most of the way. Will we get better than you? Probably, I guess. I would assume so. Oh, I suppose. That was rude. Anyway, uh, yeah, she asked me about Bell's palsy. I told Megan, and she's like, that didn't happen. I'm like, it sure did. It sure is. Nobody would ask that. I'm like, it sure is. You're pretty. You don't understand how life works for ugly people. They People, people say things to us. People assume, oh, you've got something wrong with you. Let me ask about it. All she hears is, you look beautiful. And then they complain. They take compliments and make them negative. Yep, that's right. You're disgusting. Now I just say, hey, you look really nice. I don't like my stomach feeling. All right, you're just fat and gross then. Is that what you want me to say? I don't understand. Yeah, lady asked me about Bell's palsy. Horrible. Huh. So next time I see her, I'm going in full pals. I'm going hey. to droop this thing down, drool all over the floor. <laughs> Sometimes it returns. <laughs> Tell your husband it's hell. <laughs> I supposed to do? She was really clearly distraught. Wanted to take, wanted to take her husband some info. Then do some weird exercise in front of her, and yeah. it goes away. <laughs> ah, there we go. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. 
start to get the droops again, like a melting candle. Anyway, how's your uh, how's your big daddy doing? Not so good, but it's good to see you're out and about with the people, considering your situation. You don't ask somebody about their Bell's palsy. Remember that girl here who had Bell's palsy? No one told me. That should have been a memo. I had to go up like Phantom of the Opera and tap her on the shoulder. Hey, what happened? They brought her back to work before she was all recovered. You, 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 were, you were working overnights. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're downstairs. Where did she work? Okay, downstairs. Great girl. Thought the world of her. Nobody said anything. I didn't know. She was gone for a couple of weeks and then showed up again. And I had to I was just walk up behind her. I'm like, hey, what's going on? She turned around. Like, the whole thing was all done. I'm like, ah! You got to warn a guy. I was like, ooh, my lady. Because to me, it was... Don't look, Marion. <laughs> yeah, it was exactly that. It was that moment like, is this... Nobody said anything. So I thought it was happening now. I thought this was the first time she'd, like, should I say, oh, your face! You know, it's been a couple of weeks I've had the party. Like, oh, Jesus Christ, warn us all. Wear a shirt that says I know about this. It's two weeks old. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm supposed to say something. Or I'm a bad human being. See her, she's got the palsy. I think it's happening as we speak. I didn't say anything, just in case it's been on her face for a few days. Arizona's most funniest morning show. Yeah, exactly. Morning sickness. I'm listening because I want to. Morning KUPD. Holmberg's morning sickness. <coughs> so let's make that rule that if you see me uh, and your friend wants to ask, I don't wear a little pin that said ask me about palsy recovery. That was rude. But that's the only, I, I kind of pinned it on the idea that maybe she heard the Heffron interview and thought it was me. And Heffron Holmberg, John Heffron, John Holmberg. I, it's, a, it's a stretch. It's a push. Yeah, you're really stretching on that Yeah, it's a, well, that's the only thing. Oh, what else could it be? Other than the well, obvious. I know. Um, shut up, Brad. That's all. <laughs> we all know. <laughs> the face actually does kind of look like. If anybody, if you were to describe me on like, if on a blind date of. So what do you look like? You ever seen somebody who's recovered from Bell's palsy? I suppose. I look like that. <laughs> All right. Half of me is looking sharp. The other half is a little bit paralyzed. And this is where the fillers, Botox, oh, and juice in your Can't face. Can't get enough from. of that. I'd, well, no, that was before. I wanted to do that since that Liberace movie. Now, <laughs> now she's pushed me over the cliff. Now it's like, now I have to. What am I hanging on to? People think I'm a Bell's palsy survivor. <laughs> Why wouldn't I load this thing full of Botox? I'm getting every needle you can imagine jammed in this thing. I might even get one of those melatonin shots and just do stripes. Anyway, I, just to clear it all up. To the lady, I'm, if you're listening, ma'am, I'm not mad at you. Just in the future, I would be. Just disappointed. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed, buddy. <laughs> you walk up to somebody and say, hey, not for nothing, do you know or happen to know of anyone who's gotten through Bell's palsy? Even if you think it's me, a little tact would have been nice. You walked right up like I'm the. Should have said your Cindy Crawford uh, facial <laughs> stuff beauty. worked worked great and works wonders. <laughs> if I'd have gotten a cut of it, yeah, you know what? I got a couple extra boxes of that. I could sell it myself. There you go. A little multi level marketing on that. You know, I've got the perfect elixir for your husband's drooping face. Cindy Crawford's meaningful beauty. This is for his décolletage. <laughs> what? Trust me. If he ever wears a V-neck T-shirt, he'll thank me. I don't think his decolletage is in trouble. Yours is, ma'am. You look a little uh, rooster necky down south. Let's get some of that on there. 
Anyway, I have not had or am currently not suffering from Bell's palsy. For those of you confused or have wondered or been afraid to approach. This is just my face. Oh, maybe Batman's right. He said, maybe you misheard her. She said, balls palsy, which you do suffer from. That is true. I do have the droopy beanbag. <laughs> but how would she know? Maybe it was hanging out of my shorts. My husband also has balls palsy. Have you recovered? How do you go out at night? Huh? But I froze. And normally I'm pretty good in those situations. But my insecurities all took over. I'm like, how bad do I look right now that someone's asking me about Bell's palsy? <laughs> how bad? How bad is my face at this, at this moment in life? That she stopped doing what she was doing to wander over to me. I gotta quit work for a second and go chat with this gentleman. Are you so okay to talk? on the next encounter? Huh? I mean, you're uh, going to run into her. Oh, yeah. I see her at least once a week. Uh, I think I'll bring it up. You know, I never had the old Bell's palsy. Just to see Let's what she clear does. The air. <laughs> Let's clear something up here before you start hitting me up for more info. I've never had Bell's palsy. Oh, you, you kid. <laughs> of course you have. Human faces, faces don't do this. <laughs> Charlotte, he said he never had Bill's palsy. Oh, this guy with Bill's palsy. Never had it. But well, I must have looked terrible that day. Anyway, so yeah, I have to see her again later this week, in fact. I don't think I will go up to her and say, hmm. you might have heard me talking about this on the air, but uh, never had Bill's palsy. Hope your husband gets better. <laughs> I hope you get it. <laughs> what if she came wow. back around and said, I'm sorry, I did get you uh, confused with John Efron. Efron. But now, see, I now have another covered. question for yeah. you. And now it's covered. The transition. How hard <laughs> well, was nobody, See, now that's a stretch, Brady. <laughs> nobody thinks I'm transitioning. <laughs> this would be a successful transition. Not to woman, but if I look like this as a woman and became a man, they'd be like, you made the right choice. No woman should walk around with Bell's palsy face. I'm glad you did this. Anyway, yeah, it was an awkward, it's an awkward day. And I haven't been in a car and wanted to cry for a while, just sitting there by yourself. But that is something that makes you a little bit sad. It's like people asking to only tease you about, you know, Down syndrome and stuff. I deal with the, uh, the <laughs> physique. Uh, he didn't even blink nope. at that. <laughs> Not even on the, what I was going to talk about is... Uh, I deal with the being called boss. It has nothing to do with my yeah, physique or whatever. So bad, Brady. Probably is. I just look at it as I think these people think I'm an important person. You think boss is a shot at your weight? Yeah, because they what? don't they don't boss. I get bossed. I get it more often than Well, you get it more because you've made it clear on the air that you think it's dumb. People No, buy, I'm yeah. talking over that people wouldn't even know. Hmm. I get bossed. That's why I brought it up in the first place. I get boss, yeah. I get, you can, we all get bossed. Yeah. It has nothing to do with your weight. It's just people trying to. That's chief boss, bro. My observation out in the wild. But you hate it. The, like boss is your bugaboo. So I think it stands out to you more often than you think it's an insult. It's not a. It's not a chubby guy thing. Rest assured, it's Nobel's palsy. <laughs> it's okay. Boss, oh no no no! <laughs> I know that. Yeah, but, but no, I mean I, I'm not doing the comps. I'm just yeah. saying that boss is not a fat guy thing. People just some people just call people boss. It's annoying. I think, I think some people are more receptive to getting bossed more than others. Like you like, like it. I bet you, I 
and, and not because of the what we talk about on the radio, but I think between you know, you know you and I, if we went to the bar, you think boss I'll, is I'll get boss first. You think there's a stereotype on body shape that yeah, who gets bossed more often? I get bossed like quite a bit. This guy looks like a boss. You think? Yeah. And you think it's a it's a that's an insecurity of your stoutness. That you think that there's I, a boss attached maybe to that. Maybe there is. There's a boss in your future. I get you get bossed a lot. Yeah. We get bossed. Yeah. I think you I think that's standing out on you. I don't think you should worry about that. I don't think that has anything to do with your shape. Well, now it's very, you know, turned more popular as the go-to. It's like well, cuz they know instead it's instead of sir right. or whatever it's boss. You don't get sir. I'll tell you that. There is yeah. some of that. The, the part of I don't know if boss is the replacement, but I don't think you get a lot of sirs. I get a lot of bros. I get bro. Yeah. I get chief a lot. I get chief. Do you? I never get been chief. cut yeah. down. Yeah, boss is replaced. I get Pauls. A lot of that. People think my name is Paul. <laughs> I'm like, hey, that's, it's not, I don't know why people call me Paul all the time. What's up, Pauls? <laughs> yeah, I don't think boss has anything to do with that. You'll what be I, all right. What can I get you, BP? But if someone asked you how you got better from Down syndrome, you'd be like, hey. <laughs> It's mean. Else, Paul, you just don't walk up to somebody and ask him that. Unless you know 100%. I don't know. Palsy. Don't have it. Could be my balls, though. You might be right. Either way, I'll live through it. I am going to have an awkward exchange with her Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> Most certainly will. You going to play it up? I'm going right to the store. I'm going to stop what I'm doing and head right to her and say that. I'm. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. This guy says, what the hell? Boss has nothing to do with weight. It's like chief or buddy. It has more to do with thinking someone's a jackass than they're overweight. Oh, that's right. Could be it. They just, they're jackass now. Yeah. What's up, jackass? A, you're addressing uh, the customer that way. But it's the same it's as you. It's a friendly way. You don't that. remember names or know, if you don't know someone's name, you probably wouldn't boss or chief them. But some people are uncomfortable with that. Yeah. Bro. That's the big one. And yeah. a bro bothers me more than boss. What's up, bruh? Bruh makes me want to punch someone. Bruh. And we start a sentence with that, and I'm out. Oh, this guy. Look, bruh. Uh, it's 720. What do you got on the big board of musical treats there, Bert? All right, wake up song time. And, of course, it is as always brought to you guys by Action Ride Shop. As a matter of fact. By the way, I, I, got, go I didn't know this. Yeah. Back in the day, slaves called their owner's boss, and it was an insult. So what they're saying is you look like a racist plantation owner. Yeah, and I think, yeah, and that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> that I see. Now I see it. The picture got clear there. All right. Well, thank you, Sean, for uh, that email. Go ahead, Brett. Sorry. All right. Uh, Memorial Day sale coming up at Action Ride Shop. Josh has got huge deals going on. 10 to 40% off all in-stock bikes. Uh, 25% off all Action uh, tailgate pads. 25% off all Action goods in general. So go to actionrideshop.com and you can see the full line of pivots they got in stock there, which is what we ride. Uh, yes. You know, also the Santa Cruz, Rocky, they, they got it all. Actionrideshop.com and just go visit the boys over there on Gilbert Road and Southern. And on the list, Skid Row, Deftones, Death Clock, uh, Rage, Metallica, Ghost, Avatar, Mastodon, Ministry. Why is uh, Skid Row up there? I don't know. Somebody just requested. Well, another one that was up there was uh, Freddie Jackson. Uh, you're my lady because it's somebody's. Uh, let me pull it up here. I think it's their 19th anniversary. He wanted to hear it for his wife. Yes, I, hang on, I'll pull it up. Everything I need. They've only been married for 19 years, and you are my lady's. Their 
Yeah, here. Today's my 19th anniversary, and I was wondering if you could do a Casey Case and Long Distance Dedication to my wife, Macy, and play Freddie Jackson, You Were My Lady. You Were My Lady came out in like the early 80s, right? I think so. Why is yeah, the 19-year marriage being celebrated with Freddie Jackson? Like 88 or... Whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought it was earlier than that. Maybe 88 or so, but... They must, they must be those people that dated like 50... Oh, yeah. And now we reach out to Macy, who's sitting at home alone right now. While her husband gets covered with Sisu tree smell. It's You Are My Lady by There's Freddie Jackson. something that I want to say But words sometimes get in the way This is a poor man's Luther. Oh, yeah. With the high voice. For you. I forgot about Freddie. The only, t- the only time I remember Freddie Jackson is uh, is from Friday. We goes, bitch came out looking more like Freddie Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> but he no, he not related to the Jacksons. No, I don't think so. Huh? Well, this is for you, Mason. So when he comes home tonight, open up that back door. It's your anniversary. That's a good one. So this is for them. I'll give it to him. Lady, my love, you're everything I need. You are my lady. Michael McDonald would be in the background. He's probably on this song. He was on every other song in the 80s. This is the one where right in the middle he just goes, yes, I am. (laughs) He just loses it for a second. Okay, well, there you go. That's for Macy and his, uh, who's the guy? Uh, Dave, is that what it said? Let's see here. Uh, yeah, Dave Foley. Dave. They're keep cleaning the garage today. Yeah, that's right. This is it. 19th anniversary garage cleaning, which is so symbolic of so many things. <laughs> Swear to God, if that ends up back in the goddamn garage, you're out. I'll kill her. I'll put you in the trash with it. Uh, I don't know. 18 in life is some reason just jumping out at me. Let's do a little skid row. Well, even though we just kind of did it, it was get the F birthday, out. But it- I-, I don't know what it was. Yeah, it was Somebody like the wanted- suggestion. And as a KUPD person, I'll never understand why this song is something that doesn't test in music tests, and we're not going to take it is. Yeah. Twisted Sister tests well across the board. And it's a more popular song for sure. Why this 18 and Life song doesn't blow it up. Even, uh, you know, Girls, Girls, Girls by Motley Crue and uh, even Dr. Feelgood. I think this one's better than both of those. Doesn't test, does not, uh, Skid Row does, I think it's just the name Skid Row. People just think, oh, if I like that, I'm dumb. Or they'll make fun of me. Skid Row is the best hair metal band of the late 80s that got robbed by their producer, their management, and everything else trying to make them like everyone else. They could have been like Pantera. Monkey Business was like, whoa. Oh, yeah, Slave to the Grind album. You guys are heavy clobbering this. This is a little too rough. I didn't know if I would like uh, Slave to the Grind because it was so heavy. Nobody from Skid Row's birthday. Johnny Gill's birthday, Morrissey's birthday. <laughs> oh. Big fans of Skid Row, both of them together. Especially Morrissey. No Dave Snake, I need five bucks Sabo. Nothing? All right. Well, we'll do it. I still don't know how it isn't just constantly uh, in our in our rotation. I love this stuff. Uh, it's Skid Row. 18 in life for no reason at all, but I appreciate whoever suggested it. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. 
You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.